Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello there again. This is Fantastic Tuesday, and I want to give a special shout out to my international, national, and local fans and listeners. We're coming live from California. I want to thank all of you for tuning in or downloading the shows each week. And I have a quick announcement for those of you who are in California. The Women and Leadership Vital Voices under the headship of Lena Kennedy is hosting its annual Southern California Women's Conference and Expo on Health, Wellness, and Empowerment for Women of All Ages at the Pasadena Hilton Hotel, November 1st. Again, that's at the Pasadena Hilton Hotel on November 1st. It's free to the public. And there are workshop sessions that will begin at 9.30 a.m. And yours truly, Dr. B, is presenting a workshop session on that day for women on refinding your purpose after 50. My workshop's at 11.30 a.m., track three, but you've got to register at www.socalwomenconference.com. So share with your friends. Come from a day Come for a day that's designed especially to empower you mentally and physically. Uh, check it out. And for men, there's a man cave there, and they have lots of speakers and a wonderful man cave. So, again, check it out, www.socalwomenconference.com. Speaking of empowerment, today we have a dynamic woman, Miss Katarina Kozayas, who is a media mindset best-selling author and speaker. She's a talk show host of the online talk show LA40 and Book Circle Online. She's also the co-producer of Smart Women Rising and moreover, she's founder, CEO of her own company, Vast GEO Media Corporation. That's Vast, V-A-S-G-E-O, Media Corporation. She's also the co-producer of the conference series, Smart Women Rising, dedicated to furthering the conversation around social change and ending global violence towards women. Katharina is also fluent in French. No, in English and Greek. Oh, I gave her another language. (laughs) Well, anyway, I want you to help me put your hands together, those of you out there who are clapping for my guest today, Miss Katharina Kozayas. Hello, Katharina. How are you? Hello, Dr. B. Thank you so much for having me on the program. Well, I mean, with a woman of your talents and expertise, why not? We got to share this with the world. <laughs> you know, for almost 25 years, you put your heart's vision on hold. And I also know that you had dreams of becoming uh, the next Barbara Walters, the brunette, the next brunette Barbara Walters. And Mm -hmm. at age 40, you stepped out and gave yourself the mental permission to follow the calling of your heart. So tell us, what happened? How did this all come about? I'm so intrigued. Well, thank you for that. You know, I I, I feel that everyone can relate to having a little girl or a little boy dream. You know, Mm -hmm. you're five or 10 or, you know, even 15 years old and you have these big aspirations of doing, you know, your dream. And then as you get older, whether it's society, whether it's the fact that you want to placate mom and dad, whether it's the fact that you just don't have the courage, a lot of people don't step into a full realization of their dreams. And I had uh, a wonderful, wonderful upbringing. I had always wanted, as you mentioned, to be the next Barbara Walters. I used (laughs) to play with my hairbrush when I was 12 and 13, pretending I was interviewing the stars on the red carpet during the uh, (laughs) Academy Awards. And when it came to crunch time, you know, 18, 19, 20 years old, I was living up in Canada. I'm from Calgary, Alberta. And the limiting beliefs started to get me, Barbara. Uh, Who am I to go to Hollywood? Who am I to go play with the pretty girls? What What happens if I get to Hollywood and I end up flipping burgers on Sunset Boulevard? And so I convinced myself at the tender age of 18 
that it was impossible for me to pursue my dream of becoming a TV talk show host. And instead, I went the safe route and decided to study corporate finance. And so for any of your listeners who had a dream and then decided to play it safe, they may relate. I proceeded to spend the next almost 15 years pursuing a career path that I just was never in love with. The money was great. The accolades were great. The personal fulfillment was next to zero. And the little girl dream stayed alive in my heart. It kept tapping me on the shoulder every few years saying, you know, you really should go into television. You'd be a good talk show host. And the security and the safety would keep pulling me back into my average mediocre life, if you will, until finally one day just before I turned 40, I looked around and thought, well, this is ridiculous. I have another active 50 years of life ahead of me. What do I really want to do? And the little girl dream was still there. And I said, well, that's it. I'm leaving everything and I'm heading to Hollywood. And at the age of 40, I did just that. And now I'm several years into my 40s, and I'm a TV talk show host in Los Angeles with credible stations and interviewing some of the biggest and brightest stars in Hollywood, including Elton John and Sharon Stone and Sting. So I'm an absolute testament to the fact that you can pursue your dreams at any age. Well, you know, I'm glad you shared that because, you know, I think so many uh, individuals and probably a lot of listeners out there who have uh, deferred their dreams because they just didn't think they could become a reality and the limiting beliefs. And what about other people? Uh, Did you have uh, others who were, you know, sort of saying, are you out of your mind? You know, you're going to Hollywood. I mean, did you have that to contend with as well? Oh, I absolutely did. Uh, you know, the, the, it's funny because most people will give you a hundred reasons as to why something won't work. Not very many of them will say, yes, go ahead and do it. And as you can appreciate, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you think of Hollywood, you're told that you're too old at 22, let alone <laughs> starting a new career at, uh, at 40. The good thing but- for me was that I, I had... Uh, I had pursued, in addition to corporate finance, I had moved more to the investor relations and corporate communications side of things. And so when I came to Hollywood, I had a bit of a base. Uh, But part of why I'm now looked at and referred to as America's media mindset mentor is I now own and run a media training company, Strategic Development and Training. And part of what we do is we work with people on their mindset because, Barbara, you know, it's, it's so many people that are held back simply because they don't give themselves the mental permission to move forward. And so for us, whether you're looking to be interviewed by Anderson Cooper or Oprah Winfrey or whether you're just looking to step into the biggest and greatest version of you, getting into a media mindset, which is really your ability to tap your inner superhero, tap your inner celebrity, gain that confidence to go out and do and be who you are, that's an entire division of my company now based around personal development and Mm -hmm. developing a media mindset. And that's so important. One one of the things I was intrigued about, uh, but your your, your story, uh, I want to sort of ask you, because I have this belief that when we, in retrospect, when we look back, did you find there were actually steps uh, that were are things or processes and job assignments that you went through that were actually preparing you for the big event, <laughs> I call it preparing you. Did you, did you uh, look back and, and look and see where all of the things in the corporate world, the communication background, all of these were absolutely preparing you for the next journey? You know, Barbara, I thank you for bringing up this point. One of my favorite quotes is something very similar that was said by Steve Jobs, and that is, you can never connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking back. And as we go through our present day, we often don't realize that, yes, whether you want to refer to it as God, as source, as universal intelligence, however you refer to that bigger power, maybe it's your higher self, it happens to take you down a path that when you have the, 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 the 
2020 vision in hindsight to look at the historical steps, you really do recognize that things were put in place for a reason. And to answer your question, that was absolutely the, the, um, the truth in my case. I ended up uh, in my mid-30s having a wonderful, wonderful assignment where I was the global director of communications for a yachting company, big, beautiful yachts. And they sent me around the world to open up media markets in Dubai and Hong Kong and London and Monaco. And at the time, I didn't think that had anything to do with my dream. While looking back, my ability to interact internationally and have conversations with people from all walks of life, from all socioeconomic demographics, from all uh, genders and, and, and races, to now be able to interview in Hollywood absolutely allowed me to refine that skill set without even realizing that that's what I was doing. So to answer your question, absolutely. <laughs> I just wanted my listeners to hear that because I think, like you said, so many people are looking forward and don't connect the dots by looking backwards. I love that. Steve Jobs, absolutely. You know, there's quite a story there. But one of the things, too, that intrigues me about your story is that there had to be for you a, a point, a pivotal point where you said, that's it. I'm taking off. I'm going to Hollywood no matter what. What was that defining moment for you? Mm. <clears throat> so that's a fantastic question. And I will, I will share this. I, I, I'm actually getting goosebumps as I'm about to share it. I feel that it's a truth that many people will be able to resonate with, or at least I hope so. Mm-hmm. I had been in my kitchen making breakfast. I remember this clearly. And it was early morning, and I had CNN playing in the background on the TV. I'm making my smoothie in the kitchen. And I had been following the career of one of their broadcasters, I won't mention who, for almost 10 years. She had been one of my favorites, and I had, in my mind, had considered her a bit of a peer. I thought, well, if she could do it, I could do it. She's articulate, I'm articulate. She's poised, I'm poised. Um, and, and yet... I was living, you know, in my little corporate corporate life, and, and I remember that morning, I was on, uh, you had the TV on, and it was announced that she had just gotten the opportunity, was going to get the opportunity to sit down and interview the president. And I remember looking at her and, and hearing that, and it was such an interesting moment for me because literally 50% of me was so excited for her and this huge announcement, and the other 50% of me was so damn jealous. And Mm -hmm. I just, in that moment, I had an epiphany, Dr. Young, and I said, wow, the only reason she's about to do that and the only reason I'm not is because I never even tried. She I love has it. the career that I want because she had the balls to go chase it. And that was really what woke me up. And I thought, well, geez, how can I sit here and be jealous of something that I've never even tried? So that was really my defining moment in saying, well, shit, now it's time to go try. And am <laughs> I ever glad I did? I-, I love it. And I was writing that down. To maybe we'll define a slogan if you haven't already or put a slogan out. It's better to try and fail than not try at all. Well, you know, something, something that I do say, um, Dr. Barbara, and, and this may be something that your listeners will want to take away, one of my signature keynote talks, um, because I, I, I do a fair amount of public speaking, mm-hmm. is a speech that I call Dare to Suck. If you don't dare to suck, you'll be stuck. And I knew nothing about getting on television when I moved to Hollywood. I did not have an agent. I did not have a manager. I did not know how to go about doing it. The very first time I sat in a studio and read a teleprompter, I failed so miserably. Do you remember those old black and white movies where um, the guy with the cane used to come out of the side and and hook in the bad act? (laughs) I was looking around for that big hook the very first time I got on camera because I was terrible. And I remember 
leaving that audition, I had left my entire life, my entire security to come to Hollywood to pursue a little girl dream, and I failed miserably the very first time out of the gate. And I remember thinking, okay, Katerina, you have a choice. You can either get up the next morning and take your little bruised ego and your little bruised butt back out there and try again, or you can quit. And it was just something that I had wanted to do for so long that quitting was not an option. But I dared to suck, Barbara, and I sucked for quite a long time. I ended up getting professional training and consultation and proceeded to study the art of how to appear on camera for another three years before things started to click for me. So my point for your audience is, is it going to be easy? Probably not. Is it worth it? Absolutely it is. I'm remembering a slogan, nothing ventured, nothing gained. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) And I also added to your dare to stop or be stuck. I love it. Yes. Dare to stop or be stuck. You know, I really appreciate your sharing this because I feel out there that there are millions of people who are feeling S-T-U-C-K, stuck, mm-hmm. and not thinking of a way out. I'm going to ask you, uh, did you have a plan or did you come up with a plan uh, to get you to the next point or the next destination? Uh because I, you know, I believe you're very goal oriented, or I'm picking it up that you did have a, <laughs> a plan. Uh, because we, we don't without a plan, what you fail, and people fail mm-hmm. because what they don't have a plan. So I know you had a plan. So when we come back after this brief commercial break, we're going to ask that question to Miss Katerina. She had a plan, and she probably had a fail self. A fail self plan. So we're going to be right back after this quick commercial with my guest today, Miss Katerina Kozayas. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Things Worth Considering, featuring host Gord Riddell and Dr. Jan Hill, is a program that's all about connections. The connections we make with our families, our workplaces, friends, and others around us. It's also about connections to ourselves, spirit, feelings, and stories. Let us connect with you each week to explore what we are and what we can be moving forward. We can overcome the obstacles that stand in our way. Things Worth Considering airs live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my interview today with my guest, Ms. Katerina Kosayas, and the Media Mindset Mentor, best-selling author, speaker, and host of the talk show, LA40. And before we went on break, we had a very lively conversation. So if any of you missed it, you got to download the show and listen to it because I tell you, we had a fantastic conversation. Katerina, before we went on break, we talked about uh, goal setting. We actually talked about a plan. And knowing what I kind of feel from you at this point, you had a plan of action. You just didn't go without a plan. So share a little bit of what did your planning involve or did you have a plan of action? You know, thank you for that. Uh, I feel that for anyone that understands how life works, uh, Dr. Barbara, they'll recognize that exactly correct. The more uh, prepared you can be, Um, granted, life will throw a curveballs, and that's part of the beauty of life, is that we don't always get to know exactly what's going to happen, nor do we get to control it. However, if we are 
intelligent is not the word, but if we are um, fair enough to ourselves to put some insurance in place, if you will, with respect to our decision-making, it allows us to move forward with a lot more confidence. Um, yes. so in my case, I did have a plan. I had made sure to identify ahead of time who were the potential mentors in my field that I had access to. I feel that it's always better to be able to learn from somebody who is a few steps ahead than it is to absolutely recreate the wheel. And so I had done my research on who was living in Los Angeles at the time, who I would have access to, be it through my personal network or perhaps, you know, one degree of separation through some colleagues. And I reached out ahead of time and said, this is what I'm thinking of doing. Would it be okay if I had you on speed dial? Would it be okay if I came to you with some ideas and some thoughts and some concerns? And I can tell you right now, Dr. Barbara, almost everyone, with the exception of one person whom I didn't know, but everyone else, most of whom I didn't know, were very receptive to being able to assist and support. And I feel that for most of us, when we get to a place in our career where we have put in our time, put in our effort, most of the time we are happy to give back in some way. And so my, my first piece of advice to people would be identify who it is that is playing in that space that may be a little bit further down the path and see how you can connect with them and what you can do to offer them something of interest and then have them want to collaborate with you. Number two, and I really want to underscore this point, before making any sort of huge life change the way I did, it's really prudent to have your finances in order or at least have a cushion put aside. Because I can tell you this, Barbara, when I came to Los Angeles, for those, of, for those listeners who are local to California, you'll know that one of the reasons a lot of people <laughs> leave California is because it's so darn expensive. So all of a sudden, right. I moved to a city where the gas is double, the rent is double, the mortgage is double, the groceries are double the cost. And if you're not prepared, you're going to quickly run out of money. When you start to run out of money, you start to go into survival. When you start to go into survival mode, you cut off your creativity. And so whatever you can do ahead of time to assess what your cost might be from a monetary perspective and make sure to have at least a bit of a cushion in place, I think that's so very important to share. I'm glad you shared that because uh, the spur-of-the-moment decisions or the quick, like, I'm angry, I'm out of here, I've taken this long enough, and, and to pole vault yourself into this idealistic dream you may have had, I'm glad you mentioned that. Because there have been people who've made that kind of uh, decision based on a negative without uh, realizing mm-hmm. that that financial stability or some financial stability needs to be taken into consideration. That's a very huge point, And I'm glad you made that. So, again, reiterating before any huge life change, make sure your finances were in order. Now, were you aware that you might be making a change and you, or you were always a person maybe who was sort of saving aside? Because not everybody, you know, saves and they're, you know, looking for the future. Uh, most people live from day to day. <laughs> so a month to you month. No, I, I, sure, absolutely. I think everybody's situation is different. Right. Um, I happened at the time not to be married. I had no children. And okay. so my ability as a single professional to put money into savings was a little bit higher than most people. So when I did make the decision to change, uh, I had that financial cushion. One thing that I'd like to add to this conversation um, that may be some assistance to people that, you know, know they want to make a change, know they're looking for more fulfillment, but maybe a little bit scared. Uh, and that's something that helps me and currently helps my mindset clients. And, uh, and I'd like to share that with your audience for a moment, if I may. Sure. Mm-hmm. So one thing I'd like everyone to imagine are two mountain peaks. On the right, you have mountain A, and on the left, you have mountain B. What happens to most professionals is we spend the first 15 to 20 to 25 years of our career 
scaling Mountain A, whether that's as a CPA, getting our legal designation and becoming a lawyer, an attorney, a you know, legal counsel for a corporation, we spend 20 to 25 years scaling Mountain A. And we wake up one morning and we're at the top of Mountain A and there's another 20 years of life and career ahead of us. And we look across to Mountain B and that's where we really want to be. That's where the dream is. And what I find holds a lot of people back from making a jump later in life And I'd love to get your thoughts on this because you are a woman who is not scared of making jumps later in life. (laughs) But for those people that are sitting on the fence, what happens is they look across to Mountain B and they think, wow, I'd love to get to that summit. But look at what's in between us. In between Mountain A and Mountain B is a deep drop valley. And most people make the mistake And what holds them back is that they feel that in order to get over to Mountain B, they have to go all the way to the bottom of that valley and spend all of their time rescaling a mountain. Most people that are in their 40s and 50s don't have the energy to rescale a whole mountain, and so just don't. What I'd like to point out to the audience is 70% of Mountain B, you have already scaled. What do I mean by that? Think about it. In your time, in whatever career you've decided to pursue, you have gained skills that are absolutely transferable. You have gained interpersonal skills, management skills, leadership skills, organizational skills, communication skills. 70% of what you need to scale Mountain B, you have already accumulated in your toolbox. That leaves 30% of that mountain that really comes into whatever the new vocation is, whatever the new skill that you have to learn, whether you're a CPA and you want to open a landscaping company, that's the, the, the acquired and the specialized knowledge. But please don't undervalue the fact that you are coming to the table with a tremendous amount of skill set already in your pocket. And when I point that out to people, it really becomes an empowering conversation because all of the rest of it is the fun. And you're absolutely right. And it's what I term transferable transferable skills that will allow you to bridge that gap from point A to point B. Very good that you printed that out. Because that is something that people need to understand, that if you've been on Mountain A and doing 20, 15, 20 years of scaling that mountain, what have you learned? And I think it is so important for you to share that with people, that within you is so much knowledge, and it's just bursting to come out. And then all of a sudden, in many ways, you surprise yourself with how much you have learned and gained. So thank you for that. So it's not that difficult for those of you who are thinking about well, it's now time for me to go to Mountain B. We've got a year, a new year coming up, 2020. And for me, I think a lot of people are looking and saying, ha, 2020, uh, you still got time to get some of those goals intact. But 2020 represents a new beginning and a shift that is going to occur in many lives. So that was very good. Thank you so much for making, <laughs> for pointing that out. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is a new mindset that you can move. Now, one of the things that was interesting, too, that I'd like for you to clarify, and it's a term that I'm not sure I'm familiar with, and maybe my listeners as well, when you talk about mental slavery, because a mindset and and mental slavery are sort of go hand in hand, because you have a mindset of slavery. So explain, you talked about it, what does it mean, and how do you allow yourself to rise up out of that mental slavery? Absolutely. So thank you for that. Um, my book, uh, I've, I've written a few, but the, uh, the first book that I published with my co-author, Danielle Martin, who is a, a lady out of Portugal, mm-hmm. she and I had met uh, on an online mastermind and had come to be personal friends, recognizing that even though we were two women from two very different parts of the world, our journey had been vastly the same. And that was that we had identified that we were the ones holding ourselves back and that the slavery that we were in was all mental. So if you think about it, Barbara, most of us that live in the Western world 
don't have a gun to our heads, meaning largely the decisions we make are able, we are, we are able to make them out of personal choice. And we decided to title our book, Rising Up from Mental Slavery, How to Unleash Your Infinite Potential, because it was our own mental slavery that was keeping us from really, really developing into the people we were meant to become. Now, one asks me, well, how, does, how do you overcome mental slavery? And the biggest note that I have is, first of all, to create awareness. Start to look at what is the internal dialogue that I'm having with myself. Is it an empowering conversation or is it not? Am I telling myself I can't, I'm broke, it's hard? Or am I telling myself, hey, this is a new day. I've invested my money. This is why my bank account is a little bit light right now. We have the opportunity to create the awareness around what is our internal dialogue with self. And what is it we actually want to have be reflected in our reality? When we recognize that it is absolutely a choice and we have the ability to shift that internal paradigm on the beliefs that we have, that's when things start to change. And sometimes when I talk about this, Dr. Barbara, I, I kind of feel like an Instagram post. You know, there's so much of it out there. And I just like, oh, my God, I'm so cheesy. But there's a reason that no. this stuff is in print. And it's because right. it's the truth. Well, you know, as you're talking, uh, I, I'm, I'm writing uh, notes. And the, the thing that I wrote was there's so much power within mm. you. There's so much power. And uh, it's, it's like, oh, I sometimes... Um, and I get so worked up, and I am right now, because it's like so many people don't realize how much power they have within themselves mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. change their lives, to step into their greatness. So thank you to come out of mental slavery. But I must say, as you're putting it plainly to Katarina, it takes work. It takes <laughs> work. <laughs> uh, share a, a situation that incur- that occurred in your life that you reveal that you you feel re- reveals or provides insight mm. into your character a- absolutely so um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, are parents, and if they're not parents, they were children once, so we all remember what it's like to be a child or to have a child in our life. One of the biggest tragedies that I find with society right now, Dr. Barbara, is that we don't ever take the time to first understand whether there is an intrinsic genius already in place. What do I mean by that? We take a child of six years old or seven years old or eight years old and we put them in school. And what's the first thing we tell them? We tell them, hey, Johnny, put the crayon down. Hey, Gina, put the Legos away. We're going to start to grade you on reading, writing, and arithmetic. And if you don't pass a certain grade in reading, writing, and arithmetic, we are going to start convincing you that you are average and no good. What we have not done as a society is first determined whether Gina might be a spatial genius and the next greatest architect by playing with the Legos. We haven't determined yet if Johnny is the next great color genius. We are telling them to put down the things that they are attracted to and to instead start to focus on things that may have nothing to do with them. So in sharing all that, I want to bring it back to your question. When I was eight years old, I was in third grade, and we had a project that we were given. There were about 30 kids in the class, and we were studying... It was the onset of studying, I think it was global politics, and we had to come up with either a poster, like an arts and crafts poster, or a speech around Palestine versus Israel. This was back in the day, this was back in the early 80s, where there was a little bit of that strife in that part of the world, and we had to come up with some sort of poster or a speech. Barbara, I was the only child out of 30 kids that chose to do the speech, okay? The other 29 (laughs) kids did the poster. I chose to do the speech. Do you know why? Looking back now, Barbara, 40 years later, 
I realized that I, my gift, my sword, my talent, my genius is that I'm an orator, is that I am supposed to be a communicator. That had somebody noticed, and I had really attentive parents, so imagine how many kids fall through the cracks. Had I can imagine. noticed what, you know, <laughs> what the heck is this little eight-year-old doing that she wants to give a speech? How can we cultivate that genius? And instead, I spent the formative years of my career in a small little cubicle behind an Excel spreadsheet doing commodities forecasting, wanting to blow my brains out because I am naturally an orator. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But I'm going to say, on the other hand, listening to you, spending the time in that cubicle and what you were doing gave you something much more important, too, the discipline. Mm. <laughs> mm. That creativity sometimes does not allow for flexibility and discipline. And so you were being groomed <laughs> to, to be disciplined. Well, and, now, and, that's and just you say, and you mentioned, it, you mentioned it earlier in the program, you know, absolutely, we have to be thankful <laughs> for all of the twists and turns in our path. And many, many times it has been an absolute benefit to me that I spent so many years in the C-suite being part of the executive team of major international corporations, it absolutely has done nothing but benefited where I am today. So, yes, agreed. <laughs> and you can train those people who are out there who are in the cubicle still and give them the other side of the coin as well today. So I appreciate your sharing that uh, about the third grader who gave a speech at eight years old. That's wonderful. You know, there are some practices and habits that I know that you use daily that contribute to your success. And I want you to share them when we come back from break. So listeners, we're going to take a quick break. Take a moment, relax your mind, and focus when we come back with my guest, Ms. Katarina Kozayas. Thank you for listening. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show, hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to my great dynamic discussion with Katarina Kozayas. Oh, thank you, Katarina, for all of that you're giving out to the listeners today. And I have some more questions for you. Um, before we went on break, I had asked you three practices or habits that you use daily that contribute to your success. Yes, absolutely. So... <clears throat> Do you remember back in the day when the Oprah Winfrey show was in its heyday, early, you know, early to mid-90s, early 2000s? Yes, ma'am. Uh, Oprah would talk about 
putting together a gratitude list. Uh-huh. And I remember at the time thinking, well, talk about a bunch of hogwash. I have better things to do than, you know, sit and think of gratitude. Well, I'm telling you, Barbara, the, the beauty of consciously taking time in your day, and I do this in the morning when I wake up, and I also do it in the evening right before I'm about to drift off to sleep, and I give genuine thanks for certain events, certain people, certain conversations that you had in the day. What that does when you step into a place of gratitude is it literally will start to change your internal frequency and vibration. I'm going to take it over to quantum physics and to the truth that science is starting to recognize now, which is the more we can step into a place of high vibration, happy thoughts, happy feelings, kindness, joy, peace, relaxation, the more likely it is that we will be getting and able to hear the inspirational thoughts that are being meant for us. There's the heavy, I like to call them heavy vibrations, which are things like stress, anxiety, pain, Mm -hmm. anger, and then there's the lighter side of that spectrum. And when you step into a place of gratitude, you automatically start to move towards the lighter side of things. That literally will lighten your, your essence and will make you more receptive to the creative ideas that can absolutely be then directed to benefit the collective. And I really feel that the more of us that can step into a place where we're doing things for other people, because mm-hmm. that gives us the personal fulfillment. So don't get me wrong. I'm not being an altruist. I'm not being a martyr. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything I do, I do because it feels good to me. But why not do something that feels good to me that also helps the collective? When you move into that space, you absolutely can change the course of your reality. So for as cheesy as it sounds, folks, if you're not doing it, take the time, whether it's to write them down or just mentally go through three to five things every evening before you go to bed that you're grateful for and watch how your subconscious mind sits and marinates in goodness for these seven to eight to nine hours that you're sleeping. It it really does wonders. Now, do you do that in the morning also when you awaken? I do because I give thanks for the safety of the sleep that I just had. Mm -hmm. I give thanks for the beautiful home that I wake up in. I give Mm -hmm. thanks for all of the goodness that I know is coming my way. I had the opportunity about a year and a half ago to interview Marianne Williamson. Uh, I'm sure most of your audience is familiar with her. She's a spiritual teacher and author, um, Mm -hmm. best known for being a voice for A Course in Miracles. She's also a current presidential candidate for the Democratic Party. And Marianne Williamson, when I had the chance to sit down with her, said to me, Katerina, most people suffer because they live in a space of paranoia. The tax collector is coming after me. The neighbor hates me. My boss hates me. She said, imagine if more of us stepped into something that that she coined pronoia. Then people are pro-assisting us. The universe is pro-supporting us. Everything that that is happening in our world is happening to support us. So I've since adopted the word pronoia, and I give thanks for the fact that everything in the universe is aligning to my good and my benefit. If you start your day with that thought, then even if someone mm-hmm. cuts you off in traffic, you're like, eh, oh well, rather than flipping them off the way I used to. <laughs> and you know what? All of this that you've talked about really uh, translates into a new mindset. Change the way you think. Change what you speak. You speak uh, happy thoughts. You speak and you write happy talks and you express gratitude. It's a mindset change. All of that. That's what I'm seeing. I just wrote that down. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge fan these days, uh, Dr. Barbara, and I'd like to share this with your audience, of uh, the work that's being put out by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, again, some of you may be familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza. Some of you may not. Jump over to YouTube later today and, and type in Dr. Joe Dispenza. And How do you spell his last name? Your, um, that's a good question. Dispenza. I'm going to have to look it up. Okay. Um, All right. It's it, just phonetically like that. Uh, but he talks about how, as people, we really have authority over our own minds. And, again, he's really looking at the quantum physics reality 
not just the spiritual, you know, woo-woo, if you will, and really linking those two together. It, it really is worth your listeners' time. If they're stuck in traffic later, if they're making some dinner, if they're at a kid's game and, they're, you know, they've got something on the, on the back burner, jump over, listen to Dr. Joe Dispenza, 15 to 20-minute chat. We really have really authority of our own mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one of the things, too, that uh, I don't want to get you off the air without getting to this. As America's Media Mindset Mentor, and you've got all these years of experience, um, can you help uh, share some tips uh, with the listeners to help them broaden their brand or personal visibility? Yes. So thank you. Uh, as a premium transformational leading expert in the space of media and communications, uh, for the last 10 years, I have been working, as I mentioned, with international media markets, mm-hmm. helping people to gain visibility for their brand or their business on television, radio, and print. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I realize and that I, I feel people need to recognize right now is that since the onset of the iPhone, since everyone has access to a YouTube channel and a Facebook Live, everyone and their dog is out there producing content. What is it that you can do to cut through the noise, to cut through the static? And my number one tip that I'd love to share with your listeners, we go into a lot of depth with my clients as I, as I, as I consult for them in media and communications, but a quick tip is... What is it that is unique to you that can be considered a sound bite? So, what do I mean by that? People always assume that sound bites are for politicians or celebrities. Barbara, right now, each and every one of us has to identify what are our two or three unique sound bites. Something mm-hmm. that I am consistently saying whether I'm on the radio, whether I'm being interviewed on a print magazine, whether I'm at the grocery store, what three things are going to be unique to me? And the reason you want to have identified these three things and you want to say them over and over and over again is because if you go out and you do five different interviews and you have five different conversations, it's going to be really unlikely that anyone is going to remember you. But if you go out and you do five interviews and say the three same things over and over and over again, by the fifth or sixth time somebody hears they will you, remember. they are going to remember mm-hmm. you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank you for that. I mean, that is one very, very good tip. What is that that's unique to you for a soundbite? I love it. I love it. You know, we. this has just been so delightful. One last thing. Um, and the few minutes we have left, if you, Katarina, could set up a huge banner anywhere, where would you put it and what would it say? Hmm. That's a fantastic question. Uh, I'm a big fan of anything international, Barbara, so I would look to put something up in a country that has a lot of uh, diversity in demographic. Uh, one of my favorite places on earth is Hong Kong for that very reason. Um, a lot of people consider New York to be diverse as well, um, largely any big city. And I would just put out a sign that said, it's never too late. It is never too late. It's, it's never, never too late to try. Too it's late. never too late to dream. It's never too late to love. It's never too late. And, uh, and I think the more of us that can step into the owning of that, the better the world is going to be. I love it. I love it. It's never too late to try, to dream, to love. And as we close the show today, I just want to thank you, Katarina, for such a delightful and insightful interview today. You're an incredible woman, and I just want to wish you much more success on your career journey. You know, listeners, Katarina Gozayas represents where she is today by following her heart's vision holding on to it, and giving herself permission to do it. And today, look at where she is. Happy, she's foremost leading an upcoming strategic media consultant in the digital media on camera space. So she has an empowering audience around America. And just think of that. It's never too late to chase your dreams. 
So I'm certain many of you out there were encouraged and emboldened by her story and her tips. Katarina, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you. Thank you for chasing your dreams and never, ever give up, which I know you won't. (laughs) And so I want you, just in these last few minutes, I want to give a little shout out to all the women in Pasadena who are making such a difference and who are working diligently for the Women's Conference on November 1st at the Pasadena Hilton Hotel. So women of all ages, please come. They have workshops for empowerment, for health and beauty and lots of vendors there and an opportunity for you to meet, network, and don't forget to sign up for the Track 3, Dr. Barbara Young's Repurposing Your Life After 50. And today, after such a a script (laughs) from Katerina, I may have to use some of your words, Katerina, but I will give you credit. (laughs) Well, you know, Barbara, it was a pleasure being on the program. I thank you for all that you do. I thank you for being a leader for women in your space as well. And uh, I really enjoyed this hour. Thank you so very much for having me. I enjoyed you too. And so next week, we have another guest on the show. And as always, we aim to please and give you listeners enlightening, encouraging, strategic success personally, professionally, and spiritually. So stay tuned because we're going to be back with you next week with an inspiring guest from Australia who will talk about the beauty business. So thank you for listening. And this is Dr. Barbara Young, and I'm going to sign off for today and have a very, very blessed week. Yay! We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week.